Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, let's talk about dance with me. Yes. So this was a fun one. 
I guess that's my go-to line. I just must have so much fun every time I write songs, which is a good thing. This one was quote unquote fun to me because I first wrote this song when I was a junior in college and I wrote it in the back of a classroom on a Friday afternoon. All my friends were in the class and we were all just kind of counting down the minutes. It was like a three o'clock class on a Friday. It was everybody's worst nightmare. I wrote the song and it was very much about just like being in college and what we were about to do because <laughs> we were all sitting in class and we were going to go back to the house and we were going to start having some beers. And then we were going to go downtown to the bottom of the hill where our college was. And that was going to be our weekend because it was springtime and that's what you did. And I always loved that song because it felt very much sort of in the way uh, Meet Me in Memphis was like a very specific point in time in my life that had some references to place. I just, it, it just always stuck with me. I never recorded it. When I was finishing up the album, I had room for like one, maybe two more songs. The idea of rewriting it came to mind and I was like, I could totally reapply this to, to my world now, tie it in a bit more with my roots from back home and, you know, give it a slightly different vibe. So it's the only song I've ever re written. It's the only song I like have that I was felt strongly enough about that I could tweak it enough to bring it to life in a way that I'd want to record and keep forever. <laughs> you countrified it yeah, a little bit. Totally. With the two step. They weren't doing the two step in upstate New York. Absolutely not. Right. And 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 the and the well actually central New York has some venues. I wouldn't call them dance halls, but there are definitely some honky-tonk-esque bars in central New York where country music is strong and where the dancing happens that way. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it. No, yeah, I, I've been upstate New York and it it's pretty country. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People don't realize it because there's two parts of the state of New York. Very much so. The whole dance with me part was like finding someone to dance with in the small bar in town. And, you know, it wasn't a two-step and it wasn't very elegant, but it was like you were just probably drunk and dancing and having a good time. And it was like, it was just so accurate. <laughs> like, it was like, that's just what you did. And like, everybody remembers it. And interesting thing about that is there's one recording of that song as it was originally written. And that's when I played it at my college. And that was in 2009. I remember that night like it was yesterday because it was a really great show. You know, all my friends were there. My hockey team was there to support. But like, I went to a small college, right? There's only, I think, 1,300 kids at the school, right? You know, there's lots of pockets of students and, you know, different cliques. But like, for that show, for whatever reason, you know, there <laughs> there wasn't a lot to do that night. So like, there were a lot of people from different parts of, you know, the school were all there. The mood was good. Like, people were having a good time, probably because, you know, I had the hockey team upstairs, like, cracking open beers during the show. And you could, I actually think there's a recording where you can hear someone like opening a beer. I tell the story only because after I released the song, someone from my school who I hadn't spoken with in a decade reached out to me on Facebook and said, I can't believe you re recorded the song. And she had mentioned, she was like, I totally see where it, like the changes and like, I love it. Like it still captures the same spirit of what you had written originally. And for her kind of brought her back to sitting in that room, 
that night where it was like this <laughs> sort of weird crowd of people all together listening to some music. And that when she said that, like, that was the point. I was like, that's why I thought this song would work because there was, there was just a, a weird feeling, you know, to it that seemed relatable. There's a real romantic yearning to this song that I love. It's maybe your most romantic song on the album. I think that's true. And if I'm being honest, like that would be the first song that I ever, uh, she's going to hate that I say this, but that's the first song I ever wrote about Lindsay. Um, because, well, you know, I wasn't going to ask yeah. you the question. I, I the, is the hey there, darling Lindsay, because if you had a different answer, it would have gotten you in trouble. <laughs> and I didn't want to make you lie, yeah. but I'm glad you came out with the honest answer there. It is the honest answer. Actually, the first song. It 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 is, and and it's uh, it is about her. The original version of that song was like so grossly overwritten, <laughs> and is like embarrassing. It was very much about her, and I think it was really. It was a relief to be able to like keep that spirit and to um, package it in a way that felt better, <laughs> for lack of a. I'm not going to ask you if she cried when you played this for her, but it's her favorite. With- <laughs> it's her it's favorite. It's her favorite. Okay. It's her favorite. And did she dance there? She did because you couldn't dance with her because you're playing, right? So I guess there's two things happening here. Uh, the night of the show, she was at the show, but she wasn't dancing with me, obviously, because I was playing. I wonder if she knew the first time she heard it, if I was writing it about her. I've never asked her. (laughs) So, Bo, if you could pick any song that you've written and any voice in any musical genre to record that song, what song of yours and which voice would you pick to sing it would you like to hear? Okay. Um, On the spot, I would say... And this isn't going to be as cool of an answer as I want it to be, but the song Built to Last, the day we finished writing it, I felt like that would be a perfect Tim McGraw song. (laughs) And um, I haven't loved everything he's put out super recently, but like, you know, he's still a huge heart of of country music. And I I feel like that song touches on a a lot of sentiments that fits his palette. and And I think his voice would be perfect for it. And and what are the sentiments of that song that make you think that's a Tim McGraw song? Well, one, you know, I always associate Tim with Faith Hill and Faith, I guess in general. And you know, it's a love song about standing the test of time and things surviving through thick and thin and stuff like that. So, I think that just kind of fits the artist, I guess, but we mentioned old guitars and old cars and things like that, and I, I think that kind of fits the vocabulary and something he might sing, but that might also be a little presumptuous and maybe he doesn't want to sing stuff like that all the time. So, <laughs> um, so that would be one, another one. Um, and again, this probably isn't as interesting as I want it to be. I think it'd be really cool to hear Chris Stapleton sing, where are you lonesome? Sing it and also play the the guitar solo in the bridge. Cause he's, he's such a distinct voice, both, you know, as a singer and as a guitar player. And I think that song has moments for both of those to shine. Um, and I think that'd be pretty damn cool to hear. But I wish I had like a really cool answer for that. I think those answers are cool. Hey, so Tim and Chris, you've been pitched these two songs. We want to hear them. Please lay them down on your next recording. Thank you. Yes, I'd love it. 
So, Bo, you've been chasing ballads for a long time, huh? I not professionally, but I I, <laughs> I have been chasing songs for a very long time, and I'm glad I'm at a point in my life where I finally decided that it was something that I needed to pursue um, with a bit more intention. And we're glad you did. We're glad for your new album, Chasing Ballads, and your earlier album, Where We Are, from 2018. I really enjoyed this and taking this deep dive into your new album. Thank you for coming on our show, Backstory Song. Is there anything you'd like to promote, plug, or say to our audience? No, uh, just thank you so much. Thanks for letting me go off on these tangents. All my friends who know me know that I can go from one end to the other very quickly. <laughs> so thanks for letting me um, walk that crooked line. But yeah, other than that, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I have a, another song coming out February 12th. So this episode, I believe, will be out before then. So everyone can put that on their radar. We're starting a new section of the website called New Releases. So maybe we can get you back here to talk about that song when it's ready, where we stay up to date with some of the artists that have been on our Songwriter Spotlight Friday release schedule. And we look forward to maybe having you back for the new release section of our website. So please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Backstory Song. We are posting 10 things a day, trying to engage you guys in a conversation about music and how much uh, we love it and we love our songwriters. Please listen to our songbook playlists that are on our website so that our artists can get paid by Spotify. And I'd like to thank our sound engineer, DJ Wyatt Schmidt. You are the best. Thank you, Wyatt. Thank you, Wyatt in the sound booth. And our social media director, MC Owens. And thank you to our listeners for listening to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.